Okay. So I was um, having some technical difficulties. So sorry for that. Okay, so let's see. Everyone is here. Cool. Thank you guys for waiting. My apologies, technical difficulties. Things happen. I apologize. We're going to start in just two seconds. Let me give a few people a chance to get on. Okay, everyone. Sorry for the technical difficulties. We are here. Um, going to get started in just a second. All right, we're about to get into it. Have a pretty good presentation for you guys. Hopefully you can access via your screen. I'm gonna start the screen up now. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And if you have any questions, you can open it up for Q and A um, throughout the discussion. But also, if anyone has anything urgent that they definitely would like to ask, um, you can always take a pause, get the question in. Uh, but let's see if we can get through this presentation as quickly as we can, okay? So let's go there, start it up. And let's get edified. <coughs> Ship explodes, and everybody still flies. Some say, man, ain't happy less man truly dies. Oh, I died. Let's talk about it. Signs of the times. Skip the slide there. Is the world coming to an end? Are we in the end? Is the sky going to open up? Is the ground going to open up? It's going to be fire and brimstone. Is, is the world coming to an end? Or is it the end of the world? Very important thing to distinguish the difference between. It'll give you peace of mind or it'll give you anxiety and stress. And so I hope that in our discussion, we can clarify what is really happening. Uh, where are we? Um, some of you, your timelines are flooded with either prayers or conspiracy theories or overzealous belief or whatever. And we need to get sound and balanced frame of mind so that we can be well. So let's examine is the world coming to an end or is it the end of the world? What are the signs of the times? Bob Marley says, as it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. That's one of the quotes from one of his songs. The scripture says, 
that the thing that has been, which was the past, is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there's no new thing under the sun. We are living in a replay, rerun of ancient stories being replayed in our modern times. One of those stories is the end of one thing and the beginning of something else. The Mosai says in Genesis that when he made man, he set the bounds of their habitation. He set the bounds. He said, this is the line. When you cross this line, or it works almost like a clock. When the clock strikes three, you'll hear the bell. When the clock strikes six, you will hear the bell. So he has pre-set the bounds of the habitations of men, meaning you cannot rule longer than the most high have for you to rule. And we're at the point where the bounds of the habitations of this particular empire, AKA this world, is coming to an end. The way they tell the story is because their world is coming to an end. They now say the world is coming to an end. The world isn't coming to an end because there's a world after this world. Just like when they thought in Noah's time, the world was coming to an end, there was a world that continued after. It did come to an end for certain people. It continued for other people. Okay. So the scripture that I quote is in Acts. And it says here in Acts 17, 26. Matter of fact, I'm going to start from 24. It says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwell not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything. Seeing he is given to all life and breath and all things, this is the part that I was telling you, and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So he has a clock. So we're probably about almost striking 12 for this world. When this world is done, the clock doesn't stop. This world ends, another world begins. So if you were ruling in this world, you will have anxiety and stress about what's next because you know that your world is coming to an end. Back in the 1800s, as those who are ruling in this world began to expand west, they called that manifest destiny. The, co the colonists in America who colonized the indigenous people began to move west to conquer more land. And they believed that that was a God-given right to move and to conquer these land because it was their destiny being manifested. 
they were right. What they didn't calculate is that that destiny time came to an end. The bounds of his habitation was already set, according to what we just read. And after his bounds is set, then the next people who are set up to rule and to have their manifest destiny will have their time. So what we're witnessing is those who realize that their time is up is trying to prolong the time. They're trying to extend their time. And they're not trying to extend their time by permission. They're trying to extend their time by power, manipulation, murder, strategies, and all these other type of things that you are going to see unfold. Not only will you see it unfold, but you are living in the unfolding. You are quarantined and waiting for further instructions that could be a matter of life or death. The first world, first world people, original man, people use various terms, came out of the East, came out of Africa, came out of the Middle East, what they call the cradle of civilization. It did not come from here. This is not the first world. We know that because when the French, the English, the Spanish came out of little old Europe in that little region, that little pocket. They called here the what? The new world. So that word world is going to keep coming up. World and times. So this scripture says, Therefore shall thou serve thine enemy, this is Deuteronomy 28, 48, which the Lord shall send against thee, in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he has destroyed thee. So the first world people were invaded by the second world people. Right behind that Deuteronomy 28, 48 comes Deuteronomy 28, 49. And the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from where? from the end of the earth. And as swift as the eagle fly, a nation whose tongue shalt thou not understand. First world people were invaded and infiltrated and removed by second world people. The original people were put into captivity by others another nation and so in that transition from world one world one now became part of world two losing their identity assimilation and world one people went into captivity some say not me the philosophy of slavery is not just the yoke around the neck as we see here. 
it is also the yoke around the mind. And so one world came and infiltrated and took over another and established a new world. Now the conversation is about a new world order. So taking the world that we've infiltrated, Africa, South America, the Caribbean, taking that world and now putting all of that in order with world two over everyone. That's why you see the pyramid. Pyramid, small group of the top overseeing everything as God, looking down at everyone else. So when the worlds collided, how did it look? We have the transatlantic slave trade, but then we also had the Arab slave trade. When you add up the years, some people say it's 400 years of slavery. When you add the other 800 years before the transatlantic slave trade, you have between 1,200 years. You heard of 12 years of slave? It's really 1,200 years of slavery. You hardly hear about the Arab slave trade. The Arab slave trade sent slaves into Iran, Iraq, China, India, everywhere. So for this example, we're talking about when these two worlds that we just talked about, the world of people coming out of West Africa, the world of the Europeans who came and got them from out of Europe. And when those two worlds collided, what does it say? The scriptures let you know that there's more than one world because when you read Hebrews 1 and 2, it says, as in these last days spoke unto us by his son, whom he has appointed here of all things, by whom he also made the worlds. It's actually worlds. That should have an S behind it. Showing you that there's more than one world. Okay? And so with these two worlds now, we want to find out and get into the scripture to understand. So what does it mean now as world two relinquishes or is forced to give up its power over those whom they ruled. How is that picture going to look? Is it going to be an easy scenario? So I'd like to go into Second Ezra. For those who don't have an Apocrypha, you can pull it up on your phone. There's an, uh, there's a, if you just type it into Google and you type in the number two, and then the word E-S-D-R-A-S-13. You should be able to pull it up and read along. If you don't, just listen in. And we're going to look at how this transition is going to happen between one world to the next. So we're going to look at, as a matter of fact, before we go to 13, I want to read something in 2nd Ezra chapter 11 first. I want to read this so you can kind of get this into your system, and I'm going to explain some things. First and foremost, this has been a long time coming. So I mentioned it was 800 years slavery 
with the Arabs, and then a 400 plus, they're still kind of, the numbers are still tallying for those who came out of West Africa into America. But before that, prior to that, the establishment of European power in the world began before BC, like 300 BC, 200 BC. Um, I want to get the exact date of when Alexander the Greek came into power. Okay. Let's get a date. Let's get a date. Um, let's look that up. Because that's very important because we're really talking about over 2000 years. Yeah, 323 BC. So we're talking about from the time Alexander came into power, he died a few years later. After his generals took over the various provinces that he ruled, in the scripture it says, and evils were multiplied in the earth. So from that time, that was the beginning, the catalyst of evil began. So here we are 2,000 plus years later, maybe 2,350 years later, they're still ruling except for a little time frame where they came down, went up into the Caucasus Mountains. We're talking about a time frame of an additional 400 years after. So about 23, 2350, almost 2400 years minus a period of time, maybe a thousand years, a few hundred years of not ruling. So it's high time. It's not like it's not about time. The time, the clock says, y'all way overdue. So for some people, that's very hard to imagine, but the scriptures pre spoke of this incident. So let's look at it. Second Ezra chapter 11, I'm going to read verse 36. Then I heard a voice which said unto me, look before thee, this is verse 36, and consider the thing that thou see. And I beheld and lo, as it were a roaring lion chased out of the woods. And I saw that he sent out a man's voice unto the eagle and said, Hear thou. So this is the, this is the lion speaking to the eagle. Hear thou, I will talk with thee, and the highest shall say unto thee, Art now thou it that remain of the four beasts whom I made to reign in my world? So the lion, which represents Christ, or the Messiah, or Yeshua, is speaking to the eagle in the last days and saying to the eagle, aren't you the last beast that I let reign in my world? But the eagle is saying, it's not your world. <laughs> it's my world. I'm going to put 
the world in order. The lion, which represents the Messiah, is going to say, it's not your world. And the new world order is not your order. It's going to be my order. How do we know that kind of conversation? Am I putting that out there without any evidence that the Messiah is saying that he is going to be the one to set the world in order? He is going to be the one to set the world in order because it's his world. And the proof of that, that he is the one that will set the world in order, you can find that in Ephesians chapter 1. You can jot these notes down. I'm going to jump around a little bit, but I like to give the proof of what I'm saying. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10 said that in the dispensation of the fullness of what? Times. Because that word is going to keep coming up. Times is going to keep coming up and worlds. That in the dispensation, what does that mean? Does anyone know what dispensation mean? Any brilliant scholars want to unmute and say, what is dispensation? I'm going to look it up if you guys are shy. When I do classes, though, I call people out and call people in. So please always be ready to participate because we're here to learn. We're here to love. We're here to share. So don't be shy with family. Feel free to jump in. Dispensation means a system of order, government, or organization of a nation, community, especially as, a as, as existing at a particular time. So when the eagle is approached by the lion, a.k.a. the messiah, the Messiah is going to say to the eagle, which represents European nations, which represents America. How do we know America is represented by the eagle? Look on the presidential seal. Look on your quarter. Look on your mail truck. It's not hard to see. Matter of fact, when they did their mock moon landing, what did they say? They said what? The eagle has landed. So... We're not making it up that they're represented as the eagle. Hitler used the eagle. Germany used the eagle to this day. So the eagle is part of the European symbolism. And so the lion, which represents the Messiah, is going to speak to the eagle and say, aren't you the last beast that I let reign in my world? And the eagle is going to turn to the lion and say, it's my world. I'm going to set it in order. And I said, the Messiah is saying, no, you're not, because I'm going to set it in order. Seems like a conflict of interest. How many people betting on the Messiah? How many people betting on European nation? Hopefully you know what you're doing. So in Ephesians, going back really quick, just to prove this point, this is Christ saying that, verse 10, that in the dispensation, which means to set things in order, to set a government and a community in order, of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one, 
all things in Christ, which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. But this system is saying underneath the European powers that they are going to have a new world order. It will never happen. Because the eagle still has to be approached by the lion. And when the lion approaches the eagle, as we're reading, the way it's written is that the eagle loses. So wherever your faith is, it should be in the word, not in the news. So it says here again, 2 Ezra 11, verse 36. I'm sorry, verse 37. And I beheld and lo, as it were, a roaring lion chased out of the woods. And I saw that he sent out a man's voice onto the eagle and said, Hear thou, I will talk with thee, and the highest shall say unto thee, Art now thou it that remain of the four beasts whom I made to reign in my world? That what? That the end of their times might come through them? That the end of your time is going to come through you? What does he mean? He said four beasts. These four beasts symbolically represented four empires. And this is the last empire of those four empires who were given a chance to rule God's world. The first was the Babylonians. They ruled. They had their way. They ruled over God's people. They ruled the earth. They were in charge. After that came the Persian and media. Babylonian, for some of you who don't know, means Iraq. That region once ruled. Then after that came Persia and media. India, Pakistan. Then after that came Alexander the Greek. Then after that came the eagle, or as it says in the scriptures, the beast with seven heads and ten horns, which was a given another symbolic image. So it looks dreadful and mean. We are living in the last beast. It can be looked at as an eagle, or it can be looked at as a beast with seven heads and ten horns. How do we know that? I'm going to read something in 2 Ezra chapter 12, verse 11, that clarifies that. The eagle whom thou saw come up from the sea is the kingdom which was seen in the vision of thy brother Daniel. So he's saying... What you seeing as an eagle, Daniel saw as a beast with seven heads and ten horns. They're the same thing. So when you read in the Bible, Daniel's about the beast with seven heads and ten horns, or when you read in Revelations about the beast with seven heads and ten horns, it is the eagle's kingdom. So following the chronological history, you can look this up in your encyclopedia. You don't have to look this in the Bible. The chronological history of empires was 
the Babylonian Empire, the Persian and Mede Empire, the Greek Empire under Alexander who took down the Persians, and then the transition from the Alexander Empire into his four generals who now rule places like Egypt, uh, Persia, Ethiopia, etc., uh, etc. Et Whoever ruled before, when I come and take you over, I rule there too. And so Babylonians was first, Media and Persia was second, Alexander the Great was third, the eagle, a.k.a. the beast with seven heads and ten horns, was fourth. So this is the last beast. There was no other person that ruled since the rise of Alexander and his men, except during the Dark Ages, there was a period of time where there isn't clarity for them what was going on, but that was what they call the Holy Roman Empire. There was a time frame where they weren't as aggressive as they were until after what they call the Renaissance, where they had this rebirth and this enlightenment and all these different things happened in Europe and inspired them to now come out and conquer the new world. In the new world, they were already ancient people who had ancient empires. The Incas had an ancient empire. The Aztec had an ancient empire. In America, they had various nations established. Africa had many ancient empires. The unsophisticated who were enlightened came in to conquer the more sophisticated and long-term indigenous people. There was no other people in between that ruled. And when they came out since the 1400s, no one else is ruled. So for some people, it may be hard to see the world without them ruling. For those who believe and understand the Messiah, you can see the world without them ruling because before they was ruling, there's all this ancient information about ruling people. And they weren't European. So let's go back in. I'm going to pause for a second and ask, does anyone have any questions? If you do, feel free to unmute your mic and ask before I go any further. Any questions? Any thoughts? Or should I just continue? And if you can't unmute your mic, please send me a text because it is my understanding that you can. And if you can't, then I have to do that manually. Let me know. going to unmute because apparently I do have the juice. Oops. You guys are getting some pre-slide information here. Hang on. Let me uh, pause that screen for a minute. Back to that. I'm going to admit everyone. And I'm going to open up a few mics. Hold on. Gonna unmute your mics. I'm gonna unmute your mics, but I need you guys to self-mute so I don't have to keep coming in and unmuting. <laughs> 
Okay. So I'm going to pause. Did anyone have any questions so far based on what we covered? Hey, Sarge, good seeing you, my brother. Anyone have any questions before I continue? Okay. We'll leave a little bit more room for more later. All right, so let's go. So we just clarified four beasts, four kingdoms. There is a rumor out there that this is not the Eagle Empire. I have never heard anything more ridiculous. We'll cover that. In order for, we are at the end where Christ, our Messiah and our King will come to reestablish order under the dispensation. And there are actually people that believe that this is not the last empire where that will happen. So literally, we should be under another captivity before deliverance. I've never heard anything more ridiculous. We'll cover that. But we just read that the lion will speak to the eagle. So let's go back to 2 Ezra chapter 11. And I'm going to read 39 again so we can get a flow for what's going on. Art not thou it that remain of the four beasts whom I made to reign in my world? So again, this is the lion, the Messiah, speaking to the eagle, power to power. Because when the lion steps through, he's not going to step through like how we step through. He's coming with severe power and vengeance. It may be hard for some people to believe that. Some people are like, ain't nobody coming out the sky to save you. Yeah? Well, ain't nobody down here can get themselves out of quarantine, so we need something out the sky. Because if you bad, you shouldn't be under quarantine. But they, the eagle, put out a word, hey, can't leave your house. And all of the ain't nobody coming to save you but a man can't save themselves out of quarantine. So we know it ain't them. We know we're looking for something better, maybe something written. What is written? Art not thou it that remain of the four beasts whom I made to reign in my world? Going with the scripture that we read in Acts, where it said he set the bounds of the habitations of men from the gates. You can't rule beyond the time he said to rule, down to the very second. And he's like, uh, it's about 12 o'clock and shift. You're fired. We don't need Europeans, you're out. But we don't want to be out. It's too bad. Your shift is over. These people believe that they're going to fight the Messiah. And I'm going to show it to you. They believe that if, it, if their time is up, they're going to fight it's almost like you work in a job and they fire you and you tell them, you can't fire me. I'm going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm going to work time and a half. You can't fire me. Yeah. Security. That's how it goes. Verse 39 again. 
Art now thou it that remain of the four beasts whom I made to reign in my world that the end of their times might come through them. The end of times will come through the eagle's empire, AKA the beast with seven heads and 10 horns. It is the end of that empire. So if you holding on to that for dear life, talking about what, what's gonna happen after we in quarantine. The diabolic plan of these people is to enslave you deeper than the enslavement that you're in, to make you a digitized, predictable, programmable robot. You wanna know what's gonna happen after you come out of quarantine? I want to know how soon is this time going to be up? And we don't want to see them continue their rulership. We want it to be thoroughly shut down so that we can go back to as it was in the beginning. Everybody can't embrace that, that vision because some are thinking about their pensions. Some are thinking about their social security number. And some of you, very well should be afraid of, well, who the heck going to rule? Because some of us don't want us to rule over us. And I'm kind of guilty of not wanting us to rule over us either. But we hope that the rulership will be righteous as it is written. Because some of us be on some silliness. You'd be like, you know what? Let me just give me the European eagle with the beast with seven heads and ten horns. But no, we don't want to think like that, right? We want to think that when the dispensation or the setting up of the divine government is done, that he will pick righteous, able men to rule and to look out for your best interest as a father does his children, as a lion does his cubs. Like, we want that. So erase everything you know and hope for that because he's a God of order. So, the scriptures say that the beast, a.k.a. the eagle, the beast with seven heads and ten horns, a.k.a. the eagle, is going to have a beef with the other nations around it. So I want to read this real quick, Revelation 17, 17. This is just a little sidebar for your notes, okay? It says here... Verse 17. I'm kind of jumping the gun because I'm going to come back to this point. But this is in Revelation 17. It says here, verse 11. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou saw are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but have received power as kings one hour with the beast. Verse 13, these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. So the kings of the earth give their strength and power to the beast with seven heads and 10 horns. So you'll hear words like, oh, the European Union or you know, G G12 or the G8, and you know, you hear these kind of conversations because these people are united. You're at United Nations and world this, and they're united under 
the eagles command. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war. Remember I said they think they're going to fight. These shall make war with the lamb, a.k.a. the Messiah. So in some parts you see he's the lamb, some parts you see he's the lion. Extrapolate, pull out from it what is relevant. He's a lamb because Christ was crucified. Just using that as an example. In what we read in Ezra, he's coming as a lion. We know he's a lion because they call him what? The lion of the tribe of Judah. So it's interchangeable. These shall make war, which is the these, is the eagle-minded powers that be shall make war with the lamb. And the lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he said unto me, the waters which thou saw, these are where the horse sit, because it was talking about a, a, a woman that was sitting on this beast with seven heads and ten horns. Very interesting symbology. Um, but the woman that was sitting on the beast represents America. The beast with the seven heads and ten horns represent the European power structure that has been around ever since Alexander the Greek was in power. That system existed except for maybe a thousand years, but they've been rocking for a long time. And so this bee, this whore that sit on this beast is just a little tiny America, which is, when I say little tiny, I'm saying in age in comparison to the, to the depth of the European um, history. That little, little nation 400 years ain't really been around as long as these others. It's powerful. It's a little powerful um, nation, but nonetheless, it is not as powerful, or I'm sorry, it doesn't have as much history as the ones who were before it. So this woman, the whore that sit upon many waters, the symbology of the whore that sit upon many waters, it means that she's in everybody's business and in everybody's bed. Oh, what's going on here, Iraq? Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, you're not treating your people right. Oh, what's going on here, in Libya? You're not treating people right. Oh, what's going on here, Venezuela? Oh, we're concerned about your citizens. They're like in everybody's business. Look up the CIA fact book, or I think it's the FBI fact book. They're in everybody's business. They monitor everybody in everybody's business. And so that's kind of whorish mentality. Also, so you can understand where the whore mentality comes from. It is um, in the word fornication, okay? And it's used in the, in the verse 17, um, chapter 17, verse 2, it says, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. Okay, when it used kings of the earth, it's pretty much talking about the rulers, the presidents, the prime ministers, the emperors, Whatever name you want to give them, these are the people who are ruling their particular provinces. And these nations are committing fornication with America because these nations have given money to America for the favors that she has given them. Even the WHO, you hear Trump saying, ah, we're not going to pay you any money. These nations and these kingdoms are in bed with America. And when you don't do what she wants you to do, there are consequences. Hey, Sarge.
you mind um just muting to me, brother? Because I can see your, I can hear you. Okay. Oh, sorry, can be. Oh, just Excuse me, hold on. I'm just trying to figure. Yes, sir. I'm just trying to figure out how to work Zoom. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Well, work it. I'll put you on mute when you're ready. Just let me know. Well, I hear you. Okay. Cool. All right. So, um, the world, the nations of the world are in bed with America, which is represented by the scriptures as this whore. And how we know that the nations are committing fornication with America is to look at what the nations are doing with America, which is commerce. And commerce, because we don't grow anything here but consumers and people with, with high egos. Like, that's what's bred here. The whole world watches people in America like you watch a sitcom. We are the sitcom of the world. And the reason why it's considered fornication when the kings of the earth, the presidents, the prime ministers, etc., bring America into their world is because commerce is considered in law dictionary. Commerce is considered as intercourse. I'm going to try to see if I could pull that up for those of you who need to say that. Um, let me see if I can pull that up. Black's Law Dictionary. Law Dictionary on commerce. Maybe I can share that with you guys if I can pull it up. Let me see if I can share my screen really quick to give you the evidence of that word. So I'm going to share my screen really quick because it's important that you see this stuff. Okay. What is commerce? First thing it says, intercourse by way of trade and traffic between different people or states and the citizens or inhabitants thereof. So the commerce that America is doing with these nations is intercourse. The issue is that she's intercourse with a bunch of nations, which is fornication. So I don't know what they told you in church, but fornication is sex with a whore. And of course, the people who are the whores in everybody's world is telling you that fornication is something different. Sex before marriage is fornication. I'm not pro sex before marriage, but I'm saying they're not telling you that it's really sex with the whore because they're the whore. So why would they tell you that? They are in intercourse, AKA commerce with everybody. Even in buying US treasury notes, the debt of America is owned by China, Russia. Matter of fact, it's so good this platform because then you get to see <laughs> um, who is who. Top treasury note holding nations. And this stuff you can find, what's crazy is it 
you start seeing this stuff on their websites. You know, they're not even, they're not even shameful. The countries that own the United States, and there's a website called Visual Capitalist that they actually show visually. So I'm going to queue up the screen again. Um, and I need to show this evidence, and we have more to go over, but I need to show you this evidence so that you can be clear on what's being said. And it's not hearsay or anything or anyone taking shots or any conspiracy theory that you can look at it yourself. Okay, so let's take a look at it. Which countries own the most U.S. debt, a.k.a. who is in bed with America? Check it out. Here's an infographic. China. One trillion dollars. China is holding 17% of the United States debt. How you got to be for China? You owe them money. Who else? Everybody. I even seen Venezuela. Now listen, everybody got a piece of her debt. This is just the top. Mexico, they talking about building a wall. Pay them people their money. Iraq. The Arabs. Everybody else. Saudi Arabia. They just borrowed some 300 million, some crazy number. You're living in a country that is in debt and whoring itself out to all these nations. So I wanted to make that point very clear as I go forward so it doesn't um, escape you, okay? Let's go back to Revelation 17. It says here, and he said, verse 15, and he said unto me, the waters which thou sawest where the whore sit are people and nations and multitudes and tongues. So the whore is in all these different people's business, trying to get their money, trying to expand into these countries. There's something called the Build Act passed in 2018, 2019. Merck is going to try to go back in now and offer not only vaccines, but offer its concepts, its democracy, its products, its technology. To do what? To colonize. So, core 2.0. Going back in. And what happens when she goes in? Well, let's pull up another video of the last person who was in bed with the whore. And I hope that doesn't offend anybody. I'm just using the scripture. That's the term it uses. Okay, so hopefully no one's offended with the word. Um, when Donald Rumfeld, back in the 80s, met with someone um, who got into bed with him. I'm going to try to cue up that video of the last person who got in bed, because everybody got in bed with, 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 with her. But I'm going to show you one of the one of the scenarios here. Okay, so let's check it out. 
And again, if you have any questions, you can chime in in just one second. Let's check this one out. Check this one out. Ready? Anyway, you guys get the point. That's the rule that I get. Keep them out your house because this man shook hands with them as a man. I like to come into his house. This was in the 80s. Next thing you know, your whole, your whole, everything is taken. The oil, everything. Your country can't even recover. Why? You don't bring whores into your house. You don't even talk to whores. Scripture says you don't even talk to them. So this whore that is talking about, we see the evidence. The eagle evidence, the children of the eagle evidence, it's too obvious for it to not be. Verse 15 again, Revelation 17. And he said unto me, the waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are people and mother multitudes and nations and tongues and the ten horns which thou saw upon the beast these shall what hate the whore so the older european nations the russias the the france the those older european nations who have long old ties are going to burn the whore you're sitting in the whore's living room right now hoping that we recover from this foolishness that she set up. She's going to say, sure, you can leave your house after you inoculate it and get your papers. Do you have papers? Do you have travel papers? Have you been inoculated? You want to get married? Have you been inoculated? Do you have the COVID ID uh, immunization card? No? Go home. What are you going to say? Signs of the times is serious. It's not a game. It's a very serious situation. Set your prayers that the lion will come and approach the eagle and say, aren't you it that I let rule in my world? Stop wishing for the continuation of hell and wish for the fall of it. Pray for the fall of it and pray that what is written is true. Because they have no good intentions for you. Verse 16 again, Revelation 17. And the ten horns which thou saw upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall. Uh, hold on. That's what happens when your Bible got too many pages. And shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Not a good look. And so we know 
that the size of the times is going to, to go this way. But let them tell it, they have a new world order, they're gonna vaccinate the people and, and, and census the world's population and then the year 2050, you know, and that's another thing you should all look up, US 2050. US 2050 shows that the, the way that the world is, that the dark race people are going to be multiplying in population and the Europeans will begin to drop in population. As a matter of fact, um, a lot of them can't even have X amount of children. You know, they have maybe one child or two children, but they're not able, their, their mortality rate is high. In Africa, they supposed to double. So it makes sense that a Bill Gates, a eugenicist would want to go and try a vaccine in Africa. Or since Africa's like, no, you ain't coming up in here. We got Guinea, but we not Guinea pigs. So they you can't come up in here. So they're like, mm, who else? Ooh, the African-Americans. Oh, you guys are the most susceptible. We going to try it on y'all. What you going to do, black man? Take it? Take a test vaccine? You're a guinea pig? You better be praying for the end of this kingdom, for the times to be cut short. So I wanted to touch on that to show you what the future is, not only in the Apocrypha, but also in, in, the, in the, the Bible, the other parts of the Bible, that is consistently saying the same thing. So let's go back to 2 Ezra chapter 11. And again, does anyone have any questions? I don't know if you have the raise your hand button. I'm going to, again, unmute to make sure everyone's voice can be heard. Uh, I think I'm unmuted. Or you might have self-muted. But anyway, if you want to ask a question, jump in and ask. Other than that, I'm going to continue. Second Ezra is 11 again. Verse 39. Art not thou it that I made to reign in my world, that the end of their times may come through them? So he's letting them know off the rip. This is my world. You're visiting. Your rulership will end when I say it will end. And this is the last kingdom. So you know they are frantically fighting for survival. That's what you're looking at. You're looking at a desperate nation of people at the end of the road fighting to save their own life. Verse 40. And the fourth came and overcame all the beasts that were past. So the fourth, which is the beast with seven heads and ten horns, overcame Alexander. He died, took over the Persians of Medes empire, took all of their stuff, took all of their gold, took all of their culture, took all everything. Did the same with the Babylonians. They were just snatching everything they can. You go to the British Museum, you see all the artifacts. Oh, this was the Persians of Medes. Oh, yes, we have Elam here. Look at it. Go look at it. Look at the British Museum. Oh, yeah, we have the ancient artifacts that we took when the children of Israel went into captivity on the Assyrians. Of course you have it. You took it when you ruled. And the fourth came and overcame all the beasts that were passed and had power over the world. <laughs> With what? 
with great fearfulness and over the what the over the whole compass of the earth and with much wicked oppression and it's been like that since they've been in power 2300 years of wickedness with a little thousand year time out for the holy roman empire and then they back to the wickedness with the renaissance painting themselves as the holy people painting themselves as the messiah painting themselves as god painting themselves as the chosen people coming over murdering everything in sight stealing the gold killing raping pillaging whatever but you want that to continue so you can keep getting your social security huh Isaiah 28:15 says because you have a covenant with death and with hell you are in agreement you got to break the covenant break the covenant with hell and telling people I want nothing to do with you I'm under the jurisdiction of the most high can't serve two masters you can't be in bed with the whore and then in bed with the king back in second Ezra's again it says and the fourth came the eagle or the beast with seven heads and ten horns and overcame all the beasts that were passed and had power over the world and with great fearfulness and over the whole compass of the earth with much wicked oppression. And so long time dwelt he upon the earth with deceit. For the earth has thou not judged with truth. For thou has afflicted the meek. Thou has hurt the peaceable. Thou has loved liars and destroyed the dwelling of them that brought forth fruit and has cast down the walls of such as did thee no harm. Therefore is thy wrongful deeds. Now you want to know the sign of the times? Highlight this scripture, verse 43, 2 Ezra 11 and 43, because you are here at this critical moment. Now, am I saying to you that because of COVID-19, The Messiah is going to return. I'm saying, if it ain't, I'm praying for it. Let's not go back to the way things were. You hear various experts, and they say, yeah, America is never going to be the same. Good. Some of you were in such a daze, it took this to wake you up. And I'm not talking to some of you on the phone. I'm saying, wherever this recording goes, you got to rebuke them so they can feel it in their spirit and change. Some of you, to this day, are in covenant with death and want this to continue in the miserable oppression, in the paycheck to paycheck, in the foolishness and folly, indefinitely. I'm praying that it ends tomorrow, tonight. So, like, adjust your thinking so that you can get the results because it's telling you what kind of way they rule. For thou has afflicted the meek, verse 42, thou has hurt the peaceable, thou has loved liars, and destroyed the dwelling of them that brought forth fruit, and has cast down the walls of such as did thee no harm. Therefore is thy wrongful dealings come up unto the highest, and thy pride unto the mighty. So the father now is taking note and says, hey, so um, what time is it down there? Oh, it's half past wickedness all right well set the clock to righteousness 
because in another half, time is up. Therefore is thy wrongful dealings come up unto the highest and thy pride unto the mighty, and the highest also has looked upon the proud times. And behold, they are ended, and his abominations are fulfilled. The signs of the times means that the Lord is sick and tired of your foolishness. Sick and tired of your laws and your changing of laws. Sick and tired of all of the plundering. You're sucking all the oil out of his planet. We're sick and tired of all your seeds that you're taking and making and genetically modifying. You're poisoning the people. Now you want to inoculate the people. You want to rule over God's creation. You're only ruling because the righteous people fell. You're not ruling because you're righteous. It's time. Verse 44, the highest also has looked upon the proud times and behold, they are ended and his abominations are fulfilled. And therefore appear no more thou eagle, nor thy horrible wings, nor thy, you know what they talk about, the left wing, you know, the right wing people in the left wing, black people like, y'all talking about chicken? <laughs> we don't know. And for anyone that's promoting that foolishness, you are rebuked for that madness. You are neither part of the wing. You're not even the dung out the eagle's butt. Why are you talking about left wing and right wing politics and you're not part of the bird? You sound silly. It's not your family. It's not your business. You should be praying for the whole eagle to be burnt up. You like fried chicken? There you go. Fried eagle. And therefore appear no more, thou eagle, nor thy horrible wings, nor thy wicked feathers, nor thy malicious head, nor thy hurtful claws, nor all of thy vain body, that all the earth may be refreshed and may return, being delivered from thy violence, that she may hope for the judgment and mercy of him that made her. That's kind of the summary, right? Now let's look at some details. We hope that this is the season. Second Ezra chapter 13. We hope this is the season. If it's not, we're going to keep praying for the season. Don't get comfortable. Keep praying. See what you did wrong in preparation. Oh, you didn't have enough water. Okay, get water. You don't have enough toilet paper. Get some toilet paper. You don't have enough this. Get it. Be prepared. I personally don't think they can fix this thing. I don't think they want to fix it. I think this is there. There are too many variables. I do believe that they want to get rid of 20% of black people because 20% of black people represent a liability to their economic system. I said that before COVID-19, 20%, I said in 2015, 20% black people, they can get rid of if you're on the system, unfortunately the elderly, the ones on the on the uh, on the social service system, whoever, twenty percent, that represents nine million people. Last week alone, at least three people I know parents passed. Everybody knows someone that died. You think it's about going, and that's before they said, "Oh yeah, we're about to man, it's about to be, we're about to enter the roughest two weeks." What? It was already rough. That's the plans, okay? 
we shall see how it plays out. Well, we know how it's playing out, playing out, how it's written, but their little plans is funny to see their desperation. Second Ezra chapter 13 says, verse 29, Behold, the day come when the Most High will begin to deliver them that are upon the earth. Signs of the times. The shift of the guards. And he shall come to the astonishment of them that dwell on the earth. Why would it be an astonishment? Because they don't believe. A lot of believers don't believe. You know when they believe by how they behave under pressure. And he shall come to the astonishment of them that dwell on the earth. And one shall undertake to fight against another. So I always tell people, the, whoever fires the first shot, when you see the first shot fired, know that it's over. It's never going to return. The first shot may be a civil war in the United States between the White House and all of the little racists that's behind them and everybody else. Maybe the WHO, maybe somebody's not going to like what Trump just did. Maybe something, who knows, something's, whenever the first shot, whether it's internal, an assassination, or anything, or the invasion of Venezuela, imagine, they want to invade Venezuela, because it has oil. They want Maduro out, which is part of their plan. Next, they're going to go for Iran. I believe that Iran's going to try to nuke Israel. Maybe North Korea might get in on the action. Whenever the first, maybe Russia is going to be sick and tired of America. Maybe China is going to see that they're getting played. Whenever the first shot is fired, just know that it's not going to go back to normal. It's already not going back. It just takes one shot. You ever seen somebody throw a punch and then a whole brawl, like on a baseball field or something, like one punch turns into a whole It's going to be like that. And one shall undertake to fight against another, one city against another, one place against another, one people against another, and one realm against another. It's going to be just drama. Okay? And the time shall be when these things shall come to pass. When you start seeing the times, <laughs> when these things shall come to pass, then, I'm sorry. And the time shall be when these things shall come to pass and the sign shall happen, which I show thee before. And then shall my son be declared whom thou saw as a man ascending. Then. So from here to a shot fired, to a war, to drama amongst people, to the son being declared. And it's going to be hard to miss him. Because what's going to happen when the sun appears? And when all the people hear his voice, every man shall in their own land leave the battle. They have one against another. Okay, well, hey man, let's have a truce. Did, did you see that apparition for the man in the sky? Yes, there's going to be an apparition. Not these fake apparitions. And be careful of that because I see some stuff floating around where people are trying to play games in the clouds and stuff like that. 
all these loop videos. Don't be deceived. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when he come, it's not going to be hard to know that it's the deliverance because he's not coming to play games. He's not going to come and show up in the sky and go back in the cloud. He's going to come and set it all the way off. The second coming. You've heard it all your life. And when all the people heard, hear his voice, every man shall in their own land leave the battle they have won against another, and an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together as thou saw them willing to come and to overcome him by fighting. So the arrogance is that we want a new world order. We see that you're coming. We knew that you was coming. We expected you to come. And so we prepared to fight you to retain power and continue the satanic kingdom on the earth indefinitely because we're going to fight the creator and his son. This is, the, this is the people you're dealing with. So if they think they're going to try to fight an immortal power with extreme power from the beginning, you think that they're not going to try to snatch you out your house and stick a needle in you and turn you into a zombie? You don't think they're going to do that? They're going to try to fight who put them in power. How do we know? Because he said, I let you rule in my world. So instead of saying, Lord, thank you for the, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having us here and for ruling in this beautiful planet. We played the part of the wicked very well. We hope that you're pleased and that when you're giving out awards for, you know, for the best act out of the scriptures, we want to make sure that we get our plaque for being the wicked because we think we did a great job. They're not going to do that. They're going to say, no, 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 no. It's too sweet. We love it. We're about to set out the build act. We have plans to compete with China. We're about to roll out digital currency and chip people and inoculate people. So mm -mm, you can't come in here and mess up our show. That's the arrogance of what you're dealing with in this kingdom and what you're rooting on when you hope things go back to normal. I hope it ends tonight. That's my position. Um, I don't expect everybody to have that position, but I'm a rock with the team that is going to be ruling forever and ever, even forever and ever. That's what it tells you in the book of Daniel. Let's find some more. I'm going to pause, leave a little bit of time for any questions. Does anyone have any questions? You can send something in the chat or unmute your mic and jump in and ask it. Um, if not, I will continue. Can you say what the, um, you explained what the uh, dispensation means? Can you explain that one more time, please? I sure can. Dispensation, according to its definition, I'm going to read it. Dispensation. The definition says a system of order, government, or organization of a nation, community, etc., especially as existing at a particular time. So Ephesians 1 and 10, Christ said, in the dispensation of times, he will gather together all things that are in heaven and all things that are in earth in him. So he's saying, I'm going to set everything in order. The new world order will be the old world order. It's going to be like it was in Adam's time, in Solomon's time, but this time it's going to be the last time. So that's what dispensation means. Anyone else? 
questions or thoughts? If not, I'll continue. All right. So, Second Ezra 13, he goes on to say, And an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together as thou saw them, willing to come and overcome him by fighting. But he shall stand upon the top of the Mount Zion, and Zion shall come and shall be, and shall be showed to all men, being prepared and builded like as thou saw the hill graven without hands. You'll read that in Revelation. It says that the holy city, Jerusalem, will descend from heaven and the foundation of her will be of precious stones and she will have 12 gates after the 12 tribes of the children of Israel and all these other beautiful things. So nobody's going to build the holy city. The holy city will come and descend from the heavens. I mean, it'd be hard for some of you to believe, but it ain't hard for you to believe that plane gonna land in the sky, or go to the sky and take you to Paris and all this. Where you think they got the inspiration to make these things? Once upon a time, they didn't think man could fly. They laughed at it. Now you're like, oh yeah, I'll probably see in about three hours, I'm gonna catch a red eye. <laughs> it's like, it's nothing. If you don't believe that the city of Jerusalem can descend from heaven, then why are you praying to a God in another dimension? If one thing is silly, the whole, the whole thing is silly. But it's not silly. That's how it's written. We believe. And Zion shall come and shall be showed to all men being prepared and builded like as thou saw the hill graven without hands. And this my son shall rebuke the wicked inventions of these nations. They're nuclear bombs. So they're going to try to blow them out the sky. They're going to have heat-seeking missiles. They're going to try to do everything. A mockery of that is Independence Day many years ago to try to show, like, if anything does come from the sky, we're going to fight it. And what? We're going to be independent. That's their little mockery. That's the little, the little Hollywood version of we will be independent from God, which is the same spirit of the, the Tower of Babel, which in you trying to climb up to God to be like God. And so it's the same kind of spirit of wanting to not have any authority over them while wanting to have authority over everyone else. It's called a God complex. They got it for, they got it bad. And this my son shall rebuke the wicked inventions of these nations, which for their wicked life are fallen into the tempest. The tempest is the nuclear bomb. They're going to fall into the same tempest a.k.a. the nuclear bombs, that they desire to fight against anything coming from out of the heavens to deliver God's people. And shall lay before them their evil thoughts and the torments wherewith they shall begin to be tormented, which are like unto a flame, and he shall destroy them without labor by the law, which is like unto fire. So that's how it's going to go. Now, that may be hard to believe, but what alternative you got? What you going to do? Go down to the range and learn how to shoot? What are you going to do? Have food stocked? Like, what's your solution outside of this? You better pray for this. 
Because this was written before they came into power. So they're doing everything. The eagle. How did he know they was going to choose the eagle? Because he put it in their spirit. How did he know that they were going to try to be so diabolic? Because that's their nature. How did he know they were going to be so wicked in the last days? Because he put them in power knowing them. How did he know that after the past? Because before Alexander the Greek even came into power, this was already written before he was even born. It was written in the book of Daniel was going to happen. So all of these things was written before these people were even in power, before they even, were even born. The Mosai says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, what does that say? Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Pull that up. Does someone have a comment? Okay. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says what? I'm going to pull it up. Sorry. Sorry for the delay. Sometimes I pull it up. I flip through the, uh, through the pages. He says, for I know this, that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Mm. So if the end is expected, the only people that can expect it are those who are looking for it. Okay? If you're not looking for it and you're looking for some other form of salvation, some kind of Stimulus salvation or some kind of return back to work. That's no salvation. Return to work is not a salvation. You can't have salvation because you now can keep slaving until your heart give up. We just had a whole breakdown today on cancer on our 30-day redemption, day 15. And we had a discussion about cancer and how stress have free radicals going crazy in your body and form cancer cells. But you can't wait to go back out there. The whole earth is at rest right now. The earth is kicking back. The skies is clearing up. People getting a chance to spend time with their families. Every good thing is happening, but you can't wait to go back and make things go back to making America great again. Good luck with that. I, I pray it ends tonight. And I'm going to keep praying till it ends. And I don't care if I don't see it. Y'all can see it. But it needs to stop. It's time for the wickedness to stop. All right. There's more. I'm going to restart my slides. Let's get a little bit more. We have about another 20 minutes. We're going to our mark. There's always more. This is not an exhausted uh, breakdown of what to expect. This is just a summary. This is a snapshot. Okay? But you get an idea of who is who, who the players are. And you get to remove yourself from the narrative that everybody else is going with. So what happened? The two worlds collided. This here, if you're looking at these images of what was being done to the first world people, 
karma, karma says that what they did must be done to them. You don't have to be the instigator. Just know that because of karma and because of balance, that it will, it will happen to them. So I'm going to read this in Revelations chapter 18. Verse 2. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen. Now, you notice this is in Revelation, so this is obviously not talking about the first beast Babylon, because the first beast Babylon been shut down for years. It's definitely not talking about the Persians and Medes. It's definitely not talking about Alexander Greek. He's dead. And for some people who think China, China is smelling itself. China is not next to rule, and neither the Arabs. This empire is it. Because thus saved the Lord. So when it's talking about Babylon, the greatest fallen, it's talking about the country you live in and all of the beasts, it has to fall. So he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen and is fallen and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So when here is burned by fire, how do we know? Because we just read that the beast will burn the whore. So there is going to be a future of nuclear capacity and nuclear reality here. And it will become a cage of every unclean bird because unclean birds, vultures, and all of those eat dead people. So there's going to be a feasting ground for all of the dead people who are remaining in this misery. That's not God's children. We'll look at that after where Ezekiel 20, 34 speaks about how the kingdom, I'm sorry, how the kingdom, the children of, of the Most High will be delivered from all of the kingdoms where they are scattered and taken into the wilderness to be judged. And they will be in unwalled cities. Just as it was where? Let's take a look at it. Remember? Unwalled cities. Does this look familiar? Unwalled cities. The only wall will be around where the service of the Most High will happen. But we're going to be living in tents. Yes, you're going to be living in tents under the Most High, under his jurisdiction. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. You don't want that. You have to embrace the change or embrace the needle. Pray for this image or pray for the image of you bowing down to them to do everything. So let's go forward. It says here, Babylon, the greatest fallen, is fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. The foul spirits is going to be those who remain and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird, which will eat the flesh of whoever's left. So America is going to be the cemetery of the world, just like Sodom and Gomorrah was the cemetery of the ancient world. For all nations shall drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. All nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication because everybody was in bed with the whore. And the kings of the earth have what? Committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. 
And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Does it say go back to work, my people? Does it say try to see how much more time you could get? It said to come out of her, my people. Now I see some people want to move and travel and go to other places, but still their mind is still in America. You can leave the mentality of this country and we know who left the mentality of this country because their life didn't really change with the quarantine. Oh, you got to homeschool your children. Oh, yeah? Well, done with that. We do that already. Oh, well, you have to make sure you make your own food. You, know, you have to be set apart. You know, Yeah, me and my family really fool people like that. You're doing everything because you've been came out of her. Then there's those who can't even stand. Oh, my God, I've been in the house for 24 hours. I can't stand my husband. I real. You got all these thoughts because you have to do things that are in alignment with God. Come out of her, my people, means leave the mentality of the doctrine of death because you have a covenant with death. Come out of her, my people, means break your covenant with death. Break your covenant with America. Break your covenant with the beast with seven heads and ten horns. Break your covenant with their economic system. For those who don't understand, when they tell you that you need a immunization um, certificate, they're saying that if you want to participate with us, you have to do what we want you to do. So you got to be able to say, well, we don't want to participate. We're going to go over here and do our own thing. And if you don't have the ability to do that or the unity to do that or the desire to do that, then you're going to have to take the vaccine. When you get a chance, read Acts 4.32, when it talks about those who believe, make sure that each other were good. Yeah, that's what it's going to require. So verse 4, 18, Revelation 18 and 4, and it says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven. Kind of those are what we just read in Ezra's where it says the most high now has heard of all the wicked things and they need to come to an end. So for her sins have reached unto heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her as she has rewarded you. Take a look at the screen. Look at how they rewarded the people. They're branding. They're chaining. They're doing too much to the first world people. The new world order is the resto restoration of first world people to power and second world people to slavery. Some of y'all don't like that. You want to be the slave. I like it. Okay. Because it's justice. Now, some people go too far and start talking about doing exactly what we don't want to do exactly what they do now. We don't want to be raping and, and doing all kinds of madness. We are against anything wicked, but we are not for being the, 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 the bottom of the barrel anymore. And if this thing is any indication that this is the end, pray for it. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. 
and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which he had filled, filled her double. How much should he had how much she had glorified herself and lived deliciously? So much torment and sorrow give her, for she said in her heart, I sit a queen, and I am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. She gonna see sorrow. Therefore shall her plague come in one day. Can it be tomorrow? Does anybody want it to be tomorrow? Or you want to wait for your stimulus check? You gotta ask yourself that question. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord who judgeth her. The real new world order. We're going to go down with the goat. Down with fake liberty. Down with fake belief. Down with the flag. Up with the establishment of the righteous people up with the establish of the lion up with the establish of culture and law and order for Esau is the end of the world Esau represents the European people we could always touch that in another discussion in great details who is Esau for your, uh, for your own research, you can look in the scriptures. It says he's red. He loves to hunt. He makes treaties he doesn't keep. He will go up into space. He hates his brother with a perpetual hatred. He wanted to kill his brother. He wanted to steal his birthright. Other terms... Israeli force, Israeli defense says that Esau or Edom is the top lame for their general. They call it Aluf, A-L-U-F. So there's so much evidence, but what we know is that Esau is the end of the world because Esau is the one who the beast with seven heads and ten horns is ruling through. We know that because you could look up Herod, who was one of the people ruling in the beast, and it tells you that he was Edom. So we have enough evidence to know who Edom Esau is, and we are at the end of his empire, and we should be rooting it on instead of trying to get crumbs of whatever's left of a desperate 28 trillion dollar in debt country you think your credit card bad if you maxed out your credit card they maxed out on every credit card on the planet but imagine somebody with a maxed out credit card going to swipe it at the store that's what we're doing and you're getting a you're getting we're pretty much running a credit card scam on a on a national level where the money has no value but you're going to get your cut i ain't judging it i'm just saying know what it is get your money and flip it if you want but just know what you're doing
right? You're not attached to them. Also, before the stimulus thing happened, the spirit already showed that we will rob the Egyptians. I think I put it out there sometime at the end of last year that when this transition happens, the children of Israel, just in sync with what happened the last time we left Egypt, was able to rob the Egyptians. Because when whatever they took from the Egyptians, when they left, they didn't give it back. So if you get your 1200 and that's your exit package, great. Or whatever you get. But just know that we're not trying to turn back and go back to, to no foolishness for no 50 years. Also, for my elders and, and brothers and sisters who are above a certain age, they have no intention of paying you your pension money. They have no intention of trying to keep you alive. They have every intention of trying to get rid of you because they owe you for all them years and they have no intention of paying it. And so because of that, you have to be very careful how you move because it's like you're marked. For Esau is the end of the world and Jacob is the beginning of it that follows that second Ezra six and nine. So the new world will be the world of righteousness under a divine government and everything will go back full circle to where it was at the beginning. Okay. Thank you very much for listening in. I'm going to open up for any questions, any comments um, that anyone may have before we close out. So you have the stage. Unmute your mic. State your peace. State your rebuttal. We got a good six minutes to deal with any rebuttals. Um, does anyone have any questions? Ain't no man coming from the sky. No, I'm just kidding. But I do greatly appreciate the uh, time and effort taken to uh, put this together. It's definitely very informative, and I greatly appreciate it. Hallelujah. Bless you, my brother. And a man is coming from the sky, and he coming with about 10,000, So I don't care who don't like it. And Sarge, how long we been at this? Uh, I've been here for a while, probably about, uh, 88 I started. Okay. So I've been here a good little while and I liked where you were coming from. I liked, uh, I like where this is, where this is going. This is, this is definitely not, uh, putting no fear in anybody. This is, uh, this is building up. This is definitely not tearing down like they done did. Hallelujah. Yeah, Sarge, how long we been rocking together, man? Oh, <laughs> since, since just about 88. Sarge, 88. They got some, Sarge, I wanted to put this on record. They got some people that think I don't have no fruit in this work, man. Oh, Lord, you've been here for, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you've been here for a while. I'm 78. I just turned 78, uh, one, two. Hallelujah. Uh, April 8th. And uh, I started uh, uncircumcised and, and unknowing everything because I, I, I was a Catholic just about all my life. And boy, when I found out that, and, 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 and Yahweh lifted the veil off my eyes, I ain't trying to put it back. 
Hallelujah. I ain't trying to put it back. And I believe me, I look forward to I look forward to a, a, a new world order. Because this one here is out of order. It's out of order. They should call it the new world out of order. <laughs> the old world out of order. <laughs> Good and head. They got, they got people so scared. I just, I just don't understand how uh, everybody just went there. Yeah. They wicked, man. But we, you know, we're going to keep going, you know, and um, I'm glad you're here. This is the format that we've been using, and this is the format we're going to continue to use. Uh, with footage and everything else to make it edifying and um, start ramping back up the machine that we had before. So please plug in and I'll keep you informed on what we're doing. All right. You know, you know what this reminds me of? Remember when we had those, uh, had those telephones? Uh, Which one? Remember those phones we used to have? The next no, Next down, yeah, that's what this yeah, boy. They don't know you bring him back. You bring him back. You bring him back the '90s. You bring him back 2000. Yeah, but I'm glad you're here. Um, yes, man. Every Wednesday, every it's every Wednesday at six o'clock. Um, we're gonna see we are going to see we are going to actually do it in sync with the um, the moons, only so that we can because we're doing a fast so we're entering into a fast now we're just trying to sync up with the new moon all of the phases just to be in as alignment as possible with nature and with the most high so uh it's wednesday for now but it will change um already one next wednesday but you'll you'll be notified of when the next one will be all right thank you all right anyone else have any questions any comments feedback All right, so we're right at the two-hour mark. Uh, we will provide the audio recording for anyone that's interested in it. Thank you for please. listening. Uh, please tap into the 30-Day Redemption Project, uh, www.30dayredemption.com. Please register for that. We are doing mind, body, and spirit. We are five days into body, very valuable information. Um, if you want to see what it's all about, go to 30 Day Redemption on Facebook, type it in, follow the fan page, okay? Um, and everyone that's on here, you will get a copy of the recording, or anyone else that wants it, shoot me a message on Facebook, or shoot me a, a text, and I'll make sure you get a copy. God bless, God keep, pray down this kingdom, lift up the most high, do not be afraid. And if you have to take your death for what you stand for, stand for it. Put your hands it's up. It's in your bloodline. Put your hands Stop up. Stop being afraid of your own self. Because Amen. your spirit lives forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Stop being, afraid. Stop being afraid of your own shadow, thinking that you're praying to a creator that you can't see, but you're afraid to see him in the spirit. Stop being afraid. If you got to take your death, take it with honor. I'm not saying to throw your life away, but I'm saying stop with the cowardly. I don't want to die. I'm going to take the vaccine. Stop that foolishness. So God bless. God keep you. Um, let's send up a prayer and close out. <clears throat> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Father, we thank you for allowing us to still have your word and your spirit present in these last days and in this out of order system and kingdom. Before anything, we repent. Before you, we repent for our thoughts and our ways and our deeds and our actions or any intention that we have that is out of order, out of alignment, arrogant, ego-filled. We ask you to remove that spirit of pride from us and allow us to have the most humble and the most meek spirit that you can put within us to receive your word. We thank you for every brother and sister that's present here on our conference call. We hope that they keep a ring of fire around them to protect them and that anything come even, even 10 feet within their family that it is immediately shut down and set afire. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your son. We thank you for this information. We will continue to do your work. We will do it in every way possible. We will do it in digital. We will do it in text. We will do it in person. We will do it in any way possible. We ask you to open up the gates. We ask you to give us the resources. We ask you to give us the wisdom and to give us the direction and to give us the unity what it is you have for us to do. We're not afraid. We know that our spirit is forever. We know that this kingdom is desperately wicked and we know that it's time for it to shut down. So we thank you for every brother and sister, every talent, every intention that is good for us and everything that's not good for us, we ask you to remove from amongst our circle. This we ask in your son's name, the King, our Lord, our God, our protector. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, all right. So we're going to end here, and I will look for you all next time. Shalom. Shalom.